Well, hello, welcome back to the Pulpit the Pew podcast. No music to kick us off because this is our slot where we normally have our adult Bible study. We've been doing a series on But God Live in our adult Bible classes, otherwise known as Sunday school classes. But this week we had combined classes and a man from the Gideons was here telling us a little bit about their work. And so I thought, I'm still going to post a podcast, talk to you all. I've actually been writing a little bit this afternoon, writing for the newsletter that will be coming out tomorrow. It's Sunday now as I'm recording this. I hope that you'll, if you get this late tonight, I'm going to record it immediately. I'm going to post it, boom, put it on there, get it. We're going to get a newsletter tomorrow. And tomorrow's newsletter is going to talk to you about my encounter with an apex predator this morning. And so you have to check that out also in tomorrow's newsletter. And on the podcast last Tuesday, you would have noticed that there is a sponsor. It's loosely said, but why not? It sounds professional. Sounds like that makes it a professional podcast when you say you have a sponsor. And technically, I do. My wife is now uh, a contributor of Scentsy. So we have some Scentsy going on in our house, and she will have a little section down at the bottom of the newsletter. You'll have to check that out. And uh, she'll be talking about some of those things, or I'll be talking about some of those things through her. And that's going to be on the newsletter. And then I, I'm tr- I'm doing something. I don't know why I'm just doing it. I actually, I'll tell you why. I was reading a couple other newsletters that I read. And I, they have a blog as well. And I want to write more and blog more. And I just don't. But someone had something they do Wednesday Word. Another guy's just posting something every day. And I thought, well, I'm just going to post Monday Meditation. We'll see how long it lasts. But... Monday meditation would involve, basically it's what I wrote for the church bulletin, maybe expand it a little bit and put on the blog each Monday. I'm going to try it. We'll see how long it goes. Why not? But today, I want to share with you a short thought, a short little devotional that I've been studying in place of our adult Bible study today. And it's from 2 Timothy chapter number 2. And the context is, Paul writing to a young pastor. And I do think that when he talks about the servant of the Lord here, he's he's talking to a young pastor. But application can be made to us. Now, there are pastors that listen to this and missionaries that listen to this. I don't know of any evangelists that listen to us. If you are, then let me know. But we have pastors and missionaries that listen to this, as well as lay people in the church. So, But the podcast is not today just for those people that are listening. Because I think the principles are for all of us. And it says in this passage that I, I really love. I love Second Timothy chapter 2, all of it. And maybe I'll back up and cover some more of it in the next few weeks. I'm not sure. But, but for now, I want to just look at a few verses in today's shorter podcast. And it says in chapter 2, I'll just start reading in verse 22. And it says, flee also youthful lusts. And he's writing to a young man, Timothy. Probably Timothy's in his 30s, I would say, but... I think there's some good instruction here for teenagers or young people, but he says, Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. I've taught on that. Boy, that just brought back memories reading that verse. I've taught that passage to teenagers so many times because let me just give let me give you this nugget. What's it matter? We're just freelancing it. We're just going. We're, we're uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not going to start all over. So I, there's a word I'm looking for. We'll just say we're winging it here today on the podcast. But but listen to this, because it's interesting, because he tells him to flee youthful lust. That's always wise. But then he says, follow after righteousness, faith, charity, peace. 
this little phrase is what just jogged this rabbit trail for me. Because who do we follow after righteousness, faith, charity, and peace? He says, with them. It's people. It's friends. You see, the Christian life is not alone. Boy, this is nothing what I wanted to say today, but it's just it's just striking a chord with me. We're not to live the Christian life alone. We have to be careful of those that we do associate with, our friends, uh, people that hang out, because they do, they do influence us. And so he tells us that we're to follow righteousness, do what's right, follow faith and be faithful, follow love, charity, follow peace. But do all of this following with them, with people that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And so the people that we associate with is important. The friends that you have in your life do dictate to a certain extent the path that you're on and the path that you're traveling and where you will be. I know there's a quote about, show me the books that you're reading and I'll show you where you'll be in 10 years, something like that. But there's also some truth, and I saw it with teenagers, and I think it's the same for adults, but show me your three closest friends and I'll probably show you the direction you're heading in five years. So anyways, that's a side note. I shouldn't have backed up to verse 22, but then he says in verse 23, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do gender strifes or, or quarrels or fights. So he says, don't, don't get caught up in foolish or, or dumb questions. They're just going to try to stir up strife and they're, Man, if you're a pastor, you, you've seen this. That there's going to be times when people will ask questions just to stir up things. And he says, just avoid that. But now we get to the verse that I really, the verses that I really want to look at. He says, the servant of the Lord. Again, I think he's talking to pastors, but the context is still for us. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach patient. Look at that. You see, we live in a society that almost, it seems like now, prides themselves on fighting and arguing. I remember a pastor telling me one time, he said, oh yeah, I designate about an hour a day just to get on Twitter and debate with people. And I'm not a controversial person. I'm not a debater by nature. It makes me feel uh, insecure. It makes me feel nervous. I, I, I just don't like confrontation. But I remember looking at that guy and thinking, that just sounds like the dumbest thing ever to me. Maybe it's a personality difference. But I look at this passage, and I don't see where it... it, it Twitter wasn't around back then. Facebook wasn't around back then. But it says that we're, we're not to strive, but be gentle unto all men. I didn't come prepared, but there was a... I was just re- studying this myself yesterday and I saw a passage I think it was Bridges that talked about it but he said something to the fact that I'm very much paraphrasing this but he said gentleness is not a passivity and he said we have this pseudo mass what was he talking about it was in the context of masculinity and he talks and he was talking about in his time I think Jerry Bridges is dead now but it's this, it's so much more right now that masculinity is being stolen away from young men. As a matter of fact, right now on my desk, as I sit here, I have a book that I reached out to the author. It just came out in March. I, he gave, I got an early copy 
And now I have the actual copy because it just came out. I wasn't planning on promoting it, but I will. I, have, I haven't fully read it yet. I've, I, when they gave me the PDF of his original copy, and I don't know him personally. He does a podcast. I've, talked, I've briefly reached out to him. But it's called The Five Masculine Instincts, A Guide to Becoming a Better Man. Now, you ladies, it may not be the best book for you, maybe for your husband, but it's by Chase Repligal. I don't know how he says his last name. But I've got the actual book now. But but I've been thinking about how mankind has just stripped away, or humans, our nature, our culture more like, has just stripped away masculinity. And to be a man nowadays is very feminine, it seems like. I don't know how I got on this trail. But Jerry Bridges got me on this trail because he said, being gentle, sometimes we can feel like, oh, you're not you're not a man's man if you're gentle. No, no, no. That's not at all the, the idea behind this. It's not a passive weakling type of thing. It's not passive at all. They, remember they called Jesus Christ a gentle servant. Jesus was anything but feminine, anything but weak. But he says, be gentle unto all men. So I think the idea of gentleness here is a humility about you. That though you may be masculine and manly and, and tough or, or whatever about you as a, as a lady, uh, strong, but... But it means that you're humble in how you handle things. You're apt to teach. You've got to be willing to teach, willing to help others, disciple others, encourage others as pastors, willing to teach. It's a qualification of a pastor. But then the word patient. He says we've got to be patient. It means we've got to be long-suffering with the hurts of the others may do to us. People are going to hurt you. People are going to do things to you that, that upset you. But you've got to be willing to be long-suffering and patient through that. And then in verse 25, he says, in meekness, it's a big word to try to define. It's Again, that's the other word that Jerry Bridges was talking about is not a feminine word in the sense of a, 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 a weakening the, the manliness of men. But it just says in meekness or humility in a sense, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. There are those that oppose themselves they oppose the gospel they oppose the truth and they they're i heard this verse taught in a reformers unanimous before about people that are are in sin and living in sin but he says don't he says you need to instruct those people but instruct them in meekness in a form in strength under control in, in humility that's how you instruct these that god if god will will give them to repentance according to the acknowledging of truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. And I always like this because when those I've used this with those, like I mentioned, in, in addictions and things that have that are ensnared by the devil, and all of us, in a sense, when we get caught up in this sin, we're ensnared by the devil. But he tells us that the way to approach them is in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. I think there's a, a corner of Christianity that likes to come across with harshness and in some cases hatefulness towards sin. And I understand being angry towards sin. In our culture that is doing everything that I've already talked about that I won't back up and, and doing and trying to justify sin, I understand the anger that we can have towards that. But dealing with the sinner themselves, we've got to be humble. We've got to be meek. We've got to be apt to teach. We've got to be patient. And so I don't know what's led me to this text this week. And this is just a fill-in podcast. 
an overflow of what I've been reading, but I hope that in your heart as a servant of the Lord, whether you're a pastor or you're just a, a lay lady at the church or a teacher to your Sunday school class or whatever you may be, as the servant of the Lord, be gentle. Have a humility about you. God, resist the proud. Have a humility about you. And as you teach and as you instruct, have a patience about you because they're going to hurt you. They're going to fail. They're going to give up sometimes and you need to be there. But we have a ministry to people. And I think it's so important that we love people and help people and teach people and disciple people and not become hermits. Now, trust me, there's a temptation. There are times when I think I'm sitting in my office right now all alone. It's quiet. My wife's taking a nap downstairs. And there are times when I think I could isolate myself back here in the woods and I could be fine. But that's not ministry. And God has called us to be servants. And to be servants, he wants us to be gentle. But I don't want to always be gentle with people. He says, be gentle, not harsh. He says, be meek, not full of strife. He says, be patient, not quick-tempered. He tells us to teach and instruct. And so I hope that you'll think about your life and think about what are some areas, who are some people. Start with your kids, start with your family. And then who can you minister to? And when you do, these are some characteristics that the Bible tells us that we should have. So, hey, thanks for listening to this bonus episode today. No adult Bible study. We will be back to our But God series next week. We're going to be in Luke chapter 12, I believe. We're going to be in the New Testament. And so we're looking forward to that. Get tomorrow's newsletter. I'm going to tell you about my encounter today with an apex predator. It sounds a lot cooler than what it is, but that's what's called a tease. All right. So I hope that you will check that out tomorrow in the newsletter. If you haven't signed up, you can become a subscriber. Check out my wife's Cincy stuff. And thank you so much for being a part of the Pulpit Pew Podcast. Go to bradmcclure.org tomorrow to see the new Monday meditation and have a good rest of the week. We'll see you later on this week.